The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Craig, and yes, we left another egg on the field, and no, we're not chickens. <laughs> that and more here on show 451. Nation, like it or not, <laughs> this is today's show, the buzz game for my little kitty, believe it or not, still my little kitty, the Lions take the Raiders down in a possible, you know, every game is a must win, but this one, I mean, really, <laughs> we got to talk about that, we have to do a pregame for the Tennessee Titans who are, yes, another team that could come back and hurt us in a big way if we play anything like we did against the Kittens. That is for sure, because as jacked up as their team is, they can beat us. Think about the Lions. That and the bone line should wrap it up. I mean, what can I say? Three weeks ago, we were talking playoffs. Now we're talking, well, we'll just see. Still an improvement, but damn, it's hard to take that when you've had so many years of downas. So let's start the show. Let's roll out. Before I start the post game, let me just go to something a little more positive, which is Happy Thanksgiving, Raider Nation, from Randy and I. We want to wish you the very happiest of Thanksgivings. There's always something to be thankful for, not for three losses in a row, but for friends and family. You guys be safe out there. God bless the Raider Nation, the best fan base in all sports. We just want to thank you for being listeners to our show. We appreciate all the love. We've gotten from the Raider Nation over these last decade, and we continue to produce uh, regardless of what the what the team does. So happy Thanksgiving. Be good humans out there. Love each other as you already do. And that is all I have to say about that. Let's do this post game for my little kitties. <laughs> the lion didn't sleep last night. That's for damn sure. The lion's victory. Well, Ritter Nation, you've heard me many times on the podcast talk about body language, facial expressions, the general attitude of the team. Talk about flat. Flat doesn't even describe the production, the effort, and overall confidence of the Raiders when they went to Detroit. The posture of the team was down. 
Uh, it was terribly difficult to watch the coaster's face, Derek Carr's face. I don't know what happened to these players, but uh, it seems like every single one of them was beaten within an inch of their life uh, during this game. Uh, and there was no reason for it. The Raiders were in this game all the way. Uh, I, I, I must say, these things were blatantly obvious. To me, the coaching is done. Musgrave, which I'll start calling Muskrat, because he needs some Muskrat love. This guy is called a horrible game for two games in a row. I don't know what he was thinking about running the football. Uh, the Lions have a very stout line. Obviously, we didn't get anywhere, and especially when you're talking about running running one play after another, two run plays in a row. So, gentlemen, how, how do the Raiders get back on track? Because this, obviously, the last three games have not gone well. There's a game that, you know, Romo, you and I were doing the Raiders post game live on Comcast after the game on Sunday. You were very upset. Uh, you had some big opinions on what this team needs to do this week. Yeah, they weren't they weren't ready to play mentally, physically, uh, no sense of urgency. It's like I watched the game last night and I saw a different speed of football being played by the teams last night, New England and Buffalo versus, you know, the Raiders. It, it was like two totally different football games. It's almost like one was a pro game last night and one was a college game. Couldn't agree with you more. When I'm watching this Raiders team play, to me, Bill and Pop, it's a team to me that playing down to the level of competition. They play with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They go out and score, put 30 up. They play with the Minnesota Vikings, a team that has pretty good defense but horrible offense. They just have AP. No other weapons. Quarterback's just an average guy. Doesn't throw the ball down the field, and they play to that level. And then last week, they go on the road to go play a team in Detroit. Detroit is struggling. Quarterback's probably going to be out of there. Megatron might be done. Coaches out there, they're going through so many changes, and they play to the level of competition. Some of it's got to be on the players, no question. And some of it has to be on the head man. you got to get guys ready to play football. And like you said, Bill, they didn't come off the bus ready to play football. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a bad start all the way around. I, you know, the, the one thing that was galling to me was that the Lions were able to run the ball and the Raiders were not. And mm. you know, go, going into it, you know, the Lions are dead last in the NFL, one of the worst rushing games uh, they've ever had, sure. going back to their long history. I want, Lo, I want to ask you about, about the gun runs, because the Raiders do it a lot. They put Derek in the gun, you put it back to one side, and, you know, uh, I think it's a big reason why Denver may just bench Peyton Manning and get a quarterback under center uh, where the, the, the running game is not as predictable. So if, if you put it back to the right, unless you throw him a toss sweep outside low, he's going to have to slant back to the left. So the volume of the gun runs, do, do, do you think it's bogging down the, the uh, complexity and variance of the Raider running game? I think it does because it's no creativity, it's no imagination. When you have, you can do one thing, hand the ball off, you're already in the shotgun, so you're either handing it or you're just going to one side. Uh, you really don't do a lot. I know they try to pull plays and run sweeps and try to get out of that, toss it. But I just think I think that it's inconsistency. It's a position, especially when you don't have a, a just a killer back and tight ends and linemen that can go out and maul guys. It's tough because in that type of scheme, there's a lot of just man blocking. When you're traditional, like you're talking about putting a guy under center, you usually can create some better double teams and create more angles for the backs. 
you know, I thought this team would come out with its strength, which is passing game. That's the only way we're going to win, and we can't win dropping footballs, Amari Cooper. I believe that's nine, perhaps ten this season, most of any rookie in the league. Far cry from what we're expecting. You know he can play. I have no idea. Maybe his confidence. You know, in this time of the season, it's tough to play. These guys are beaten, battered, and bruised. It's hard to get up for a game, especially when you travel and you play early like this. But everybody else does it. I'm not making excuses for any one of these players. There is no reason to come out this way, because if you want to be a champion, this is not how you play. What do you no, see, Roma, looking well, at it from the defensive side? Well, another thing for me is I believe we're a passing football team, and I felt like to come out trying to run the football, and we've done that two weeks in a row now, try to run the football. We tried to run the football against the Vikings and set up it. And I like the idea of being third and short, third and three, third and four. Those uh, That helps our offense. That helps a young quarterback. But to me, we are dynamic when we're throwing the football. And I thought Billy Musgrave has been a little off in his game plans the last couple weeks. They've seemed a little vanilla and a little boring to me. So you just want him to get in the gun and throw it around know, 67% of the times and not, not be balanced, just just do it two out of three, pass? Uh, I just want to see more. I saw more in the Pittsburgh game where we were gunning the football down the field, and our playmakers, our best players on our football team are Crabtree, the quarterback, and Amari Cooper. Those are our three best football players on offense. To me, you want to focus on those three. And then, hey, you got to run the football some to keep the team honest. But I want to focus on our best football players. And also, Paul, when you look at when you're looking about conventional running, I, I'm a big proponent of saying get in some type of eye or at least have them, even if you're going to go stretch, certain illusions. Because now Carr's shown that he can move the pocket. He's shown that he can be in the shotgun. He's shown that he, he's versatile enough, has great feet, can run, can do options, can do boots. And like you're saying, if you line up and put him under center and fake the stretch play, look what Oswald was able to do with Denver last week. Yeah. You move the pocket. And also, when now play action, the linebackers have to stop their feet. They can't because he turns his back to the line and to the linebackers. And so they got to honor the run. That's when you have the linebackers can't get out and get under coverage. And the shotgun, linebackers can jump and fall into their coverage, fall into those zones a lot easier because there's no illusion for the run. Yeah, and they, the, the gun run has been tormenting the Raiders' defense forever. They're actually getting a little better at it, but last week was a slide back. The reason I don't love it, Bill, is because it you know which side the run's going to be. Whatever side the back is on, if the back's on the right side of the quarterback and the gun, He's going to slant left and vice versa so the defense can load up. But I saw, the reason I'm bringing it up is last night I saw Buffalo do something differently with their backs. They, they actually had a, a running back on each side of Taylor in the shotgun, so you're more balanced, Bill. So you don't, you don't know if they are going to run it. They're going to have to run it. The back's right. They're going to have to slant them left. If you have a running threat on each side of the quarterback, you, you don't know which way the run's going to go. Yeah, that was uh, that was interesting last night. But I I thought they put it there more as a blocking situation. Uh, 
you know, so they they snapped the quarterback. They snap it to the quarterback, and you got more protection right there. I I didn't look at that as a running formation, although they did run out of it. But that's the first time I've seen something like that. Well, in sometimes shotgun. you could give it to Shady McCoy, and, and then other times you give it to Carl Williams, and you could have if you give it to Shady Low, then you could have more of your old role, a lead blocking fullback, where Carl Williams is so big he can get out in front, and you can run wider. I, I don't know. I just see like. When I see the Raiders get into the shotgun and the backs to one side, and they will flip it. They will move the back to the other side of the quarterback. If they are going to run, you know which side they're going to run to. Yeah, and with all due respect, Latavius is no Shady McCoy. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, 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 and Latavius is a good back now. But let's face it, Shady McCoy is electrifying. He can do things that, you know, this young guy Latavius wants to do. And you also look at the quarterback. The reason why they can have success like that because they're built – to pull the read offense, and who do they have as their offensive coordinator? He yeah. left where? San Greg Francisco. Roman. Yeah, Greg yeah. Roman. So yeah. that offense for those type of athletes fit the scheme. Say, when you look at the Raiders here, they don't have that same type of personnel. The Lions, the worst rush defense in the NFL. The worst couldn't hurt them. The Lions, the worst rushing offense in the NFL. They put over 100 on us, and it looked easy. And they got the runs when they needed them. Third down and three towards the end of the game, we had a chance to win, at least get the ball back and see what we could do, and they make 10 yards. Now, there's a missed tackle here and a missed tackle there and not a wrap-up here. This looks like very much like the Raiders of last 10 seasons. The defense isn't in position, and when they are in position, they make half-ass tackles, and there's no swarming to the ball. Our next guest is a fifth-round pick of the Raiders from Kansas. Yesterday, seven tackles, one pass defense, and had one of the Raiders' sacks. Ben Heaney joins Chad Jolo. Ben, good morning. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, what was the message from Jack Del Rio following yesterday's loss in Detroit, uh, the third one in a row? Uh, you know, the message was just, you know, this isn't good enough. Um you know, we we know our team is, you know, good enough to be winning these games that we continue to lose. So, you know, we just as a team have to continue to focus on these small things and, um, you know, just turns these losses into wins. Hey, Ben, Raider fans, uh, yesterday, uh, obviously a lot of frustration coming out of that game, but a lot of them want to know about the tackling. What seems to be the issue with you guys not being able to wrap up and get the job done? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, it just comes down to, you know, focus and preparation. I think uh, – I think we've done a good job of that. Um, it's just the little things continue to hit us for big plays, and, you know, that shouldn't be happening. So, you know, we just have to go back into work and uh, focus on those things and get better. We're talking with Raiders linebacker Ben Heaney. Uh, before the game yesterday, I mean, the preparation, the week leading up to it, and as you went into it, did you feel like the team was ready to roll? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we were ready to go. Um, you know, it was just certain little things that continue to hit us, and, um you know, they didn't do anything special to, you know, to beat us. You know, we, we saw all that stuff preparing for throughout the week. And, you know, it just came down to leverage and tackling, like you guys are saying. Um, you know, there's just things that, you know, I definitely have to work on. You know, I missed a couple of tackles. And, um, you know, us as a, as a whole team, we definitely have to continue to work at that. Ben, leading up to the Detroit game, this team was 11 points from being 7-1. and one. When you guys look at that – did that give you guys hope to say, wow, we're a team that we could be 7-1 and one if just 
11 points difference. How do you look at that and build on that? Or is that sometimes you guys look at it and say, God, if we could have, should have, would have. Exactly. I mean, it's all could have, should have, would have. But like I said, you know, we know we have a good team. Um, you know, we've got a bunch of young talent as well as a bunch of veteran guys who, you know, have been around and, you know, they know exactly what it takes to win. And, you know, maybe for some of us younger guys, we don't know exactly what it takes to win yet, but, um, you know, we're definitely on the right track. We're definitely, you know, moving in the right direction. You know, these, these losses that we continue to have, like you said, I mean, you know, we're just point like one point here, two points there away from winning. And, you know, we know that we could be, you know, we could be seven one, seven two right now, but um, you know, it's just frustrating knowing that we've got such talent and we just can't seem to get these wins. But um, you know, we're going to turn it around. We we still, you know, we've we've got plenty of year left, and we're gonna we've got a very good team here. So you know, we're not we're not worried about anything right now. When when you look at it, you know where you could be, and you say you know where you got to get. When you start looking at this time, you say, "We don't have a lot of time. When are we going to get this right? One week." Defense gives up 30, 38. The next week, offense scores 30. And then just the inconsistency. How do you guys as a team and as players, as a staff, how do you guys say, man, we got to be more consistent? And what do you do to try to make there be more consistency just as a team? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, You know, I think it just comes down to doing the little things right, you know, every day. And that's what we have to focus on every day coming in here. There's a lot of things, you know, you can you can say that, you know, we've got to do this, we've got to do that, but I think just doing the little things right is definitely going to help us out. We're talking with Raiders rookie linebacker Ben Heaney. Now, in high school in Kansas, you played running back and safety. How did how did that transition to linebacker come to be? Uh, well, at Kansas, I played – they recruited me basically as an athlete. So I, I was originally playing outside linebacker, and then we got a, a head coaching change. We got Charlie Weiss came in. And he moved me to middle linebacker because I was, uh, I guess I was the best fit for the position. So moved me my sophomore year to middle linebacker, and I've been playing there since. Ben, did Charlie Weiss ever cry for you guys? Did he ever cry? Yeah. Uh, not that I can recall. Why do you ask? Oh, because when I had Charlie Weiss, he was our, our coordinator when I was with the Jets. And he would, uh, Big Charlie, every now and then would shed a couple tears when he wanted guys to get fired up or something like that. So I didn't know if he was <laughs> get emotional for you guys. <laughs> oh, man. No, I don't remember. Maybe he might have once or twice. I don't really recall that. Uh, recall him crying that much, though, honestly. <laughs> Seven tackles, one pass defense, and had a sack yesterday in the Raiders' loss at Detroit. Ben Heaney. Hey, Ben, thanks for stopping by. We look forward to chatting with you soon. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. Now, I hate the freaking Patriots. I, not, I cannot freaking stand them. But you got to give these guys credit. Watch one of their games. Watch what their defense does. And don't give me this crap about their players are much better. They're all professionals. They were running to the ball. There's no-name guys on, on their team that are making plays every down. I just don't know if the team has confidence in the coaching. That could be a big issue. You know, when you go out there and you have a crappy play and and the coach wants you to play it, hey, man, that doesn't leave a smile on your face. There is a disconnect somewhere between the coaching staff and these players. Because as far as I'm concerned, the coaching staff on the defensive side of the ball has lost this team. Coach Del Rio 
joins us here on 95.7 The Game. Thanks very much, Coach. How are you this afternoon? Good, good afternoon, Dave. Doing fine. Uh, another winnable one gets away. We've asked you this before. In a one-score game, is there any one thing you can point to, a play, a series, where you felt this one get away from you? Well, I mean, if you were to ask me uh, would I like my odds of our football team uh, having the ball down three points, getting two possessions to go down and get and get the game winner, I'd say absolutely. Uh, so, I, you know, I'd love to be in that position again. I mean, I have every confidence in our in our guys. Uh, I believe that uh, that, we're, that we're very capable, and um, you know, we just we just didn't get it done. I mean, you know, three and out and punt, and then uh, three plays and a safety, and um, you know, and, and both those drives started with us having the ball and an opportunity in the fourth quarter to go down and at least take the lead. So. Um, yeah, dis- disappointing that we didn't get that done. I felt it was a game that, you know, on the road, I-, I felt this was a very winnable game. I thought it was a game you were supposed to win. Um, and-, and maybe you do if the offense shows up to play in the first half. It was a, a real no-show, lifeless sort of energy in that first half. And, you know, congratulations for making some halftime adjustments because you came out with the fire at the beginning of the third quarter that I thought you lacked the entire first half. Why so flat, Coach? I don't think it's a legitimate flatness. I think when you don't make a play and it's third and three and you have a chance to extend the drive, it's like getting kicked in the gut. And then when you do it, you know, on each of your drives in the first half, you look up, you got zero points. So, I mean, you know, it's not like we were in third and 20. I mean, we're talking about third and three, third and four, and we're not converting. And, uh, you know, we just, we just got to get that done. Got to absolutely have to get that done. Since we're talking about banged up, how's Rodney Hudson? We'll find out. We'll find out. Tweaked his ankle yesterday. Um, you know, made it back. Uh, that was, he had missed one week and then made it back and um, and got it tweaked again. But we don't know whether or not, you know, the, we don't know the severity. Hopefully he's, or at this point I would say he's day-to-day. We'll see how he responds and what he looks like as we begin practice. Why not challenge that crab tree catch? Well, because that would have just been a waste of a timeout. Okay. Uh, contrary to what Mike Carey said on the telecast, because I was just told that down in our media session. But uh, contrary to that, um, you know, when you go when you go to the ground as part of the catch, you have to maintain possession. And you know, we talked about I talked about it a little bit yesterday in my post game. But you know, Calvin Johnson, ironically, is where this all started. Yep. He made a great catch, which was a catch. And he put the ball to the ground as he was going toward the ground, but he'd already taken two or three steps, much like Crab yesterday. But he went to the ground, and so they made up this rule that says now you have to, when you go to the ground, maintain possession of the ball, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But that's the rule. So it doesn't matter whether it makes sense to us or not. If that's the rule and you understand it, challenging that in that situation is just a waste of a timeout. Fair enough. We go on to Khalil Mack, who I thought – played his best game of the season uh it's too bad that it didn't uh lead to a a game-winning moment but he really played very well and I'm surprised that he maybe played his best game of the year the first game of the year where he's playing without Alden somewhere else on the field that feels backwards logically doesn't it well you know I I really think the group is working hard uh I, I agree Khalil was outstanding yesterday um I think other guys stepped up as well around him. I thought Danico played really, really well. Was very active. I thought the Mario again was was very disruptive and very active. I thought I thought the front overall was was pretty solid, in particular in generating pass rush. 
Speaking of good designs, you were talking about bubble screens and being able to tackle. Uh, is that something you're going to be working on this week? We'll continue to work on it. It's absolutely – it's a part of life in the NFL in uh, 2015. You have to, you have to be able to – to uh, to minimize those plays, we've we've been very good at them ourselves offensively. You know that's a part of today's NFL. You've got to be able to leverage and tackle those things. And uh, you know we just we just made too many easy plays uh, that should stay in the routine category, and we allowed them to go uh, into the difficult and explosive category, and that's not good for your defense. Do you have the same confidence in Latavius Murray now as you did in the beginning of the year? I do, I do. Taiwan Jones and Alawali, I, I think, are splitting backup carries, maybe to the point where neither of them get into rhythm. Or am I just uh, a Madden player? No, you're not a Madden player. I think you're a player that's not converting third downs. So if you're not converting third downs, nobody's in a rhythm. So, I mean, that's uh, you, you, you either don't get the third down or you make your third downs. That's the only way you possess the ball. And uh, – uh, so that's that's you know really where it bogged down. Yeah, it's tough to win when you're losing time of possessions, total plays run, total first downs, and that was a big part of the story yesterday. DJ Hayden is horrid. I've been talking about this cat. Sometimes he plays okay, but I just do not believe this guy has the potential to be anything. Not with us anyway. He's got to go. We need to find someone for him. T.J. Carey didn't even play that well. So many missed tackles, I can't even believe it. And the run. Who the hell stops the run? Evidently nobody. And they passed on us like crazy. I had to say our front seven played pretty well. Uh, they were having – Safford was running all over the place. He, he didn't have anywhere to go uh, except that it had a receiver open. And they were gashing us for big yardage all freaking day long. Mario Edwards, Khalil Mack, Jelly, everyone looked really good on the defensive line. If we had anyone in the secondary without the name of Woodson that could play, we would have made a game out of it. Every Monday at this time, a Raiders player joins us in defensive back David Amerson. Kind enough to join us now here on 95.7 The Game. Welcome to the show, David. How you doing, man? What's up, man? Hey, I'm good. How you doing? Doing good. We're doing good. We, uh, you know, we, we were looking at that game yesterday as one that, that uh, we thought you guys would get. How, how did you look at it? Uh, yeah, we, we definitely was going into the game, you know, uh, hoping to get that one. It was uh, a win that we needed to get, and uh, it was just unfortunate we didn't come out with the victory. You know, coming into yesterday, you had been the starter once the Raiders picked you up because of, you know, T.J. Carey was hurt and you guys had mixed around some DBs and moved him to safety, and then he came back, and now you're coming in in the nickel personnel. Coming into this game, you know, you were matched up on Calvin Johnson a couple times. You know, what's that like going up against a guy that, you know, I'm sure you, you know, growing up and in college looked at as one of the best players in the league? Oh, yeah, he's definitely, you know, one of the best receivers in the league, and, uh, you know, I knew that, and we knew that coming in. And uh, so, you know, you have to come in and bring your A game, you know, when you play against a guy like that, and uh, you just give it the best you got. Was he bigger than you thought, or you you play him before? Uh, yeah, I played him my rookie year, and uh, he, he looked just as big as fast as he did then. So. <laughs> You've made a lot of plays since the Raiders picked you up on waivers. Uh, what's led to just kind of your comfort level playing for this staff and this defense? Uh, you know, I just come in here and just give it my best shot, you know, just bring my A game, you know, every time I step on the field and, 
you know, and, and give them all that I can give. And uh, <clears throat> I just wish it, it would, uh, you know, the, a couple of plays that I made yesterday would, would have ended up in a different result of us, you know, winning the game. And uh, just, we just got to get better and uh, you got to try harder. David Amerson is our guest, Raiders defensive back, joining us here, Haberman and Middlecoff on 95.7 The Game. How are things different in terms of how you prepare for the game and, and then what you try to do without Alden Smith on the field? Um, we definitely miss Alden. He's definitely a, a big-time playmaker and a big-time pass rusher for us. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think as far as preparation, I don't think, you know, much change. you got to stick to your game plan, you know, stick to – you know what the what the coaching game plan is, and, and stick to as far as me just watching film and you know and, and going through our daily and weekly routine. You got to just stick to the program and 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 believe in it, and hopefully it work for you. Well, what was the reaction in the locker room, and just especially the defensive guys, when you heard he was going to be gone? Uh, it's definitely just heartbreaking, man. You know, guys that. You know, they've been working hard. You know, ever since I know since I've I got there, I wasn't there with him in the preseason. But uh, yeah, since I got there, he's definitely a hard worker and, and definitely a big time player, man. So it's just heartbreaking to see, you know, that the game taken away from him for a, a period of time. I think every Raiders player we talk to probably over the course of your David, we ask about Charles Woodson. You're in a unique position because, you know, you're in the same position group as him. Uh, you're around him a lot more than even most of your teammates. What has he told you? How has he helped you? Um, he's definitely just, a, you know, the ultimate professional. He's a, he's a very passionate player, man. I mean, he loves the game of football. And, you know, you can see how he goes about it and how he prepares and, you know, how he practices and how he's in the meeting rooms. And he's always coaching us up on the field, you know, giving us pointers and, you know, how we can get better or how we can help the defense. And, like I said, he's just uh, uh, one of those players that you, you, you it's definitely special to play with, you know. And I'm just, I guess I'm just glad that you know he's on my team. You know, I, I think most people just watch on Sunday and don't realize sometimes, you know, you guys how hard you guys work and what you go through Monday through Saturday. You, your situation this year, I mean, you didn't start on the Raiders; you started on Washington. You know, you got cut. That period before you knew you were going to be claimed, what was going through your mind? And when you found out the Raiders were the team that picked you up, just how did that all play out? Um, you know, it was definitely uh, you know my first time experiencing something like that. And uh, but I, you know, I, I knew I was going to get another shot. You know, I was just trying to prepare my prepare my mind. You know, to be ready for when that shot comes. And you know, luckily it came uh, very quickly. And and. I was able to get here and, and, and step into a position where, you know, I, I was able to contribute uh, real soon. So, I mean, yeah, it, it was definitely, it, it was tough for a little while, but, you know, everything happened so fast and I had to, you know, kind of put it behind me and move on. You can't, you, you can't sit on stuff like that. You know, the, the Redskins have been a little crazy at times uh, since Dan Snyder has owned it and so have the Raiders, but this year it feels like they've become much more of a, a normal place and conducive for guys to have success. Do the organizations feel different? I mean, do you feel more wanted here with the Raiders than you did there? Or just what do you think's led to all your success? Because you've had 12 PBUs since you've been here. Um, yeah, I think it's just just uh, me. For Personally, it's just me as the mindset, you know, the mindset of, of me coming on the field and, 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 you know, being in a position, you know, where they needed me to play real soon. I had to learn everything so quick and, and just really – the focus that has been, uh, you know, on a hundred percent. And so, yeah, I think that's the main thing. It's just my mindset. 
when the Lions start with the ball yesterday, they go seven minutes. They end the game. They ice the game, really, David, on that seven-minute drive, as you know. Um, what, what was the key in those situations to, to to not being able to get the ball back? And really, the, the first part of the game, obviously, you're going to get the ball anyway. Uh, but that last part of the game, what, what what didn't happen there at the end of the game that, that allowed them to ice the game? Um, it just came down to just them just making more plays and, and uh that we made. Uh, we didn't make enough plays to get off the field, you know, and when you get in them situations you wanna try to get the offense the ball back as quick as possible and uh they were able to, you know, keep their drives going and drive all the way downfield and and we just didn't get the job done when it came down to it. This game, you know, Carr looked like he was you know, something was wrong. He didn't connect with his receivers. You know, he's not the not the only player that was dropping balls was Cooper, but those were all critical, critical balls. For the first time this year, and I guess it's credit to him that it took 11 weeks to make Amari Cooper look like a rookie, but this was the first time that he had a bad game, I thought. What did the Lions do to take Amari Cooper out of his rhythm? Uh, look, I, I, you know, you want to give them credit for doing a good job. I, don't, I didn't think we did a good enough job. Um, I, I, I take, I take the blame. I take the blame for that. I, I don't think we did enough, uh, as a staff to get him involved. Uh, I think he, I think there were some opportunities there that got, that, 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 that got through the cracks or didn't happen. However you want to put it. Okay. So I'm, I'm saying that we got to do a better job there. I think, uh, I think he's a terrific talent. Um, we, we didn't do enough to get him the ball. We got to get our, we got to get one of our best playmakers, one of our most explosive players. We have to get him involved. Is that why we saw him back on punt return? Just looking to get him touches? No, no, it really wasn't a reaction to anything like that other than uh, TJ uh, got banged up on the crackback that he uh, that he took early in the game and, and Amari went back and um, and that's why he was on. That's why he was re- returning punts. Yeah, back to Amari Cooper, coach, who's had a few drops here. Is there an issue with, with focus? Is he turning his eyes up the field, looking to make a play before he's got the ball? Is that just first-year wide receiver, second-year quarterback? There's going to be growing pains. Uh, uh, you know, you, you you talk about doing better, putting him in better position. What exactly do you mean? More bubble screens, fewer bubble screens, more go routes, more more posts, more fl- – what, what is it? I just like to see him more involved. I like to see the, the ball going to him more often. So – He's one of our better players. I think the the very last one that was purely you know him wanting to take off with it and got ahead of himself. Uh, the one earlier in the game because there were two. The one earlier in the game was behind him and in uh, a tough catch. And uh, he's capable of making it, but that that was a tough that was a tough play. How, how so, close? Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, too. that's all right. That's all right. That's so that's what I'm saying. I, look, I I just know you know my the way I look at it. Okay, we come out of games like this and. Um, you know, it's a natural reaction. People are angry. They want to. They want to be able to blame something. Hey, blame me. Not a problem. Blame me. Uh, I'll take ownership of it. I, I believe as a staff we can do better. I know as a football team we can do better, and and I expect us to do better. I appreciate that, Coach, and thank you. Just so you know, we're never here to play the blame game. We just want to understand a little bit more, and hopefully through your eyes we can understand things a little bit clearer. And you have to take advantage of the turnover situation. I mean, where did this team go? I don't know who they are. This is not the team I saw three weeks ago. This is not the team I saw play against the Pittsburgh Steelers because there was a team that played all the way through the last snap of the ball, tried to win to the end. This team looked like they left their heart 
in Oakland and <laughs> didn't take it with them, didn't pack it on the plane because it looked like they packed it in early there in Detroit. Two delay-of-game penalties. I haven't seen that since Jamarcus Russell. Who, <laughs> who in this day and age of football gets two delay-of-games penalties? Well, I'll tell you who gets them. The bottom-rung teams. The teams that are poorly, poorly coached. The p- teams with no discipline. You had a couple of delay-of-game penalties. Are, are the plays being called in quickly enough, Derek? I believe they are. I believe that responsibility is on Derek. Um, but we're going to talk with him and make sure that there, there wasn't some issue that, uh, that, that, that caused that delay because it happened twice in key moments. We went from third and four to third and nine, went from third and six to third and 11. You know, that's a big, that's a big change, you know, that's uh, self-inflicted. So, you know, look, we haven't had issues with that this year. Uh, I think yesterday as a, as a whole penalty-wise, I think we were pretty clean. Uh, we played pretty good football that way. Uh, we are a disciplined unit. You know, Derek's a bright guy. I totally, I have, I have 100% faith and trust in him to, to operate our offense. And uh, whatever caused the issue, we'll get to the bottom of it, make sure it's resolved going forward. Uh, yeah, someone's going to say, well, it's the quarterback and the coach, and they should listen. There's a huge disconnect when the only people on the field that realize it are the officials. The coaching staff's responsible for that. I got to hang it on them. Musgrave played a called a horrible game. Muskrat love better get it together because this is the second game in a row that his call play calling is lame. I mean, it's so lame. Uh, everybody can see it. It's not something that's hidden. We have talent on this team. It's just not being focused in the right time. And down a distance, I don't know where he's getting his play calls. Why do you run two runs in a row and when you can't run the ball. We haven't run the ball all day, and he's still trying to run the ball. Why we came out and tried those series of runs and didn't hit him in the air all the way down the field, I don't know. Something I expected, certainly didn't see. Listen, if the, if the Lions expecting it, expected it and they could stop it, okay. But you got to go with your hot hand. That's the only offense we have, bro. Ugh, Musgrave. Man, you better get it together. You'll be looking for a job at the end of the season, in my mind for sure, because you're not putting anybody in a position to do anything but evidently go backwards. We could not convert a third down to save our lives in that first half. I mean, there were glimpses of greatness. We could move the ball, and then all of a sudden it stopped. (laughs) I do not understand the game plan for this game for Musgrave or Ken Norton. Our defense was absolutely lackluster. And when you look at a lot of people talking right now about the defensive coordinator, how do you guys feel about Ken Norton Jr.? Crickets, what's going on? (laughs) Nothing? Nothing? Hello? Is this thing on? How about Ken Norton Sr.? You have a comment on him? Oh, he had a great right hand. Oh, he could hit now. He could bring the thunder and the lightning. I I met him. Uh, he came in to, to did a radio appearance. His hands were so big. It was a to think about how big a guy and strong you have to be to take out Muhammad Ali. He was a big man. <laughs> but what do you got on Junior? 
Well, you have the head coach is a defensive guy. Uh, Ken Norton Jr. comes from Seattle where they were able to run a very vanilla defense because they had the personnel. And Jack is a vanilla defense guy. He wants to get there with four, play good, solid coverage, stop the run, force them in third and long situations. And we don't have the personnel to do that. So to me, you have to always be bringing a fifth, maybe even a sixth guy to get some kind of pressure going to create some kind of uh, you got to create uh, destruction on defense of some sort and disruption and make things happen. And we're not making anything happen. But they're blitzing everybody. They're blitzing D.J. Hayden. They're, they're, they're blitzing as, as much as any team in pro football right now, Bill. Well, I, you know, at times this past game, they they yeah. had uh, some blitzes going. They got to the they got to the quarterback a little bit, but when it comes down to making a play, they don't make the play. They we we had to get up, get them off the field at the yeah. end of the game. Seven minutes. And we, and we weren't able to seven do it. Seven twenty three. They uh, kicked. They that kicked, unbelievable. That that right there kicked my ass. Seeing a team be able to hold a ball for seven <laughs> it's, minutes it's and twenty three. No, uh, it's it's inexcusable. It's it, terrible. Well, it, it, la- you know what you saw last night is when New England had to get the ball back or stop them. What were they able? To, they're able to do it. We're not able to do that right now. Yeah, because, and I, because I don't of think... the missed tackles, they just missed too many tackles in the hole. Though. Yeah, this team to me. I don't think it's Ken Norton. Does he have some? I, I'm a huge proponent in this. If all things being equal, meaning you have the same athletes, all things being equal, I think players are going to make plays. Coach's job is to make decisions to help determine outcomes of the game. If you had a Jerry Rice and you had a cornerback, you want to put him on Jerry Rice and play man-to-man, have fun. Jerry Rice is going to make plays. That's just because players are going to make. Coach's right. job is to make decisions, putting guys in position to help determine the outcome of the game. You look no further in Denver. You're putting Peyton Manning in a, a Kubiak offense, something that he's not accustomed to running. You see, he can't do it as well. So that's no difference in the Oakland Raiders. Right now, like you said, Bill, to your point, they just don't have the talent to execute the defense. And right now, guys, fundamentally, they don't make the right reads as far as Fits, making sure guys are taking away the outside. You see it. You see it all the time, pops. That's why you're saying, "Where is the tackling? Where are guys going? Guys aren't doing their job. They're not in positions. They're a hes- they're they're a fraction of the second off because they are lined up and they're just saying." Here's the play. This is what I pose to do, and they don't have the creativity. Bill, you know it. You played this game on defense. You might have seen a play, and you knew what the defense was going to do, but you knew, okay, I'm going to the party. Where the party at? And right now, these athletes aren't able to do that. I, I don't know. Do they teach these guys to gang tackle? Because I saw single guys trying to tackle, bouncing off guys, taking him high, you know, not wrapping up, not getting angles correctly. Uh, there were a lot of big plays that were left there on the Lions' side of the ball, and they completed a lot of passes. And those, you know, those runs after catch were just murderous. Where is the defense? And I'm talking about everybody. Allen, T.J. Carey, of course, D.J. Hayden has uh, my ear, of course. He has your, your ear, too. Um, I just don't see it. Why we continue to hear Charles Woodson's name on tackles just blows my mind. You know, Mac Edwards, uh, Mario Edwards, like I said, Jelly, I mean, the defensive line did their job. 
They should be proud of themselves. I think that's probably the only part of the team that did do their job. We, <laughs> and then let the quarterback kill us at the end? To, to have him run free without anybody touching him? Don't they watch film? Jack Del Rio, Raider head coach here on 95.7 The Game. How surprised were you by the quarterback draw by Stafford? There's no way they sent that in. He must have audible that. What did he see that made him go to that play? No, I, that, was, that was part of the play. I mean, that was part of the play. Sp- okay. Spread it all out. If we adjust it in numbers, and then go into it, you know, take a light box and go. And uh, we, um, you know, we spread out to cover the numbers. Really, didn't throw it outside, and, and then uh, he took off and ran inside. So it was one of those deals where, you know, we need to have a little more awareness to get him down. But uh, good design on their part. Our coaching staff is very lacking. I know we need players. I know we need to make some, you know, we have to have some depth because it's truly obvious the great teams have multiple players that can play great at the same position. We do not. We don't even have enough players to fill the roster for the first string. So Reggie's going to have a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do in this offseason to improve this team defensively and offensively because when our center went out again, which he did this game, and I hope we get him back for the next one because Rodney Hudson is the anchor to our offense. Carr looked lost like a little boy um, left behind at the picnic. There was no way that Carr was going to make this these game, these calls, because he looked like he didn't know what he was doing. And it was obvious that Hudson is a big part of that, and Tony Bergstrom is a far cry less Uh, Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Look, three weeks ago, we all thought that we had an opportunity to make it to the playoffs and beat anyone. I mean, that's what the team looked like. They looked really, really good. We have been exposed. We've been exposed. Other teams know how to attack us, and obviously they're doing a damn good job of it because we're not going anywhere fast. Now, I know this is a much better team than we've had in the past. I look forward to the improvements over the offseason. I'm not hanging it up yet because the division's still open. I mean, <laughs> there are miracles, folks. With all this said, Coach, if Buffalo loses in New England tonight, you remain one game out of the playoffs. Does that fact even make a team meeting at this point in time? Really not. I'm not, not concerned with talking about that, although we're not ducking it. And I'll say the same thing I said from the beginning. You know, our, our goal when we started this year was to win the division. Well, you know, you you can't keep losing games and, and expect to win a division, okay? But we're we're going to fight for every game. We're going to fight for every snap, and uh, we'll add them up at the end and see where we are. So, you know, for us right now, it's about getting that next W, uh, get get back to playing good football and sustaining good football over more than a quarter. I'm not holding out for the miracles. I'd like to get 500 myself. I think that would be a great improvement for this team. But playoffs, not this year, folks. I don't even want to try to get to the playoffs because I just don't want to be embarrassed. And I think that's where we're going to be with this particular team. We don't have enough talent. We don't have enough depth. And our coaching, boy, oh, boy. I, I know it can't just be me, but, man, some of the play calling and the defenses, I, <laughs> I don't know. I know we lost. And that is bad. 
Because this team, the Lions, were totally dismantled. The management, the coaching. I mean, we have a guy named Cooter calling the plays for their team. And we lost. I don't even believe it. The low-hanging fruit. And we couldn't even reach up to grab it. And that is all I have to say about that. Well, the Raiders are traveling to Tennessee. Tennessee, That's right. (laughs) And normally I would say, yay, man, looks like a good game. But in light of the last three, let's talk about this one. Number four, I hope not. Marcus Mariota is learning lessons in the NFL like Carr did. Uh, He's learning how to get beat up, run over, uh, stand up in the pocket, take a hit, all those things. But the kid has some serious legs. He can run the ball, and that worries me a great deal. They're playing very well on defense. Uh, Offensively, they've they've got some weapons. They've got a, a young quarterback that's very athletic. Big physical offensive line. We're getting ready for a big one in Nashville. How do you think Mario's making that transition into the NFL? How do I think he's doing? Yeah. Um, you know, from from my vantage point, uh, he's doing well. You know, he's uh, he's got a quick release. Um, he is very athletic. Looks looks very composed, and um, you know, he's got some got some nice weapons around him. So, um, yeah, I think he's done a nice job thus far. Teddy Bridgewater, he escaped out of the pocket many, many times, and you had him in the grasp, and he got away. How difficult is it to deal with a quarterback that has that kind of escapability? And Mariota's probably even more athletic than Bridgewater. Yeah, no, I, you know, that adds a, uh, an element that you have to, you know, contend with. You know, you know, our guy can take off and do a little, little bit with his feet. So that's just, you know, part of part of what you're preparing for. But uh, you know, he certainly, you know, has the ability to take off and run, and they'll do some. You know, some zone read stuff where I think he's kept it 10 of 25 times. They've been running that element. They've, they've kept him out on the perimeter, and he's, he's had a couple of big ones. Uh, there's two uh, staffing runs on Sunday. Is that a case where guys weren't staying home, or is it a breakdown in terms of where guys should have been on the two staffing runs? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, he had a couple that he, he broke. You know, the, the game wasn't as crisp as it needs to be to keep him hemmed in. Um, you know, one time he ran. For I think four or five yards. Then uh, there was there was one in the game where it, where it was really a pretty good chunk. But we don't want to let him get out like that. What do you see for Mariota as a passer and a decision maker and a field general? Uh, he's got a he's got a quick uh, he's got a quick stroke. Um, you know, nice short compact stroke, uh, throwing motion. And um, 
He does a good job off play pass. You know, they like slants and seams and things off the play pass. They, he, he's, he, he likes his tight ends a lot. You know, 40% of their, of their completions are going to the tight end position. Obviously, they have a four, former 49er uh, doing a heck of a job. Delaney uh, is, is really a good football player, very talented. And um, he's their leading receiver with over 50 catches. So um, he's doing a heck of a job. And, uh, you know, he, he'll definitely be a guy that we've got to have our eyes on. They used the spread offense to help him to run the ball. And this could absolutely devastate us. The other thing they play very well is those short slants in the middle of the field that, again, we cannot defend. This could be a brutal game. Now, the Titans are going through all kinds of changes as well. But that doesn't seem to matter to the Raiders. <laughs> you know, it's not about their team. It really is about our team. Uh, and right now, our team is not playing well in any stretch of the imagination and any phase of football. I'm not very – well, Marquette King has gotten a, a nice workout this season, a lot more than I expected for sure. And uh, other than that, listen, man, our offense must get out there and start early and put points up early. We cannot start from behind. Let us hope that Musgrave gets it and starts to understand that we can't run the ball and that we should throw the ball more in order to open up the run. I believe he has it the wrong way. He's trying to run the ball to open up the pass. That's not our team. We need to pass the ball to open up the run. That's our team. Uh, On the offensive side of the ball, I expect this to be a much more productive game, at least one that we should be in until the fourth quarter at least. I do not expect us to fade like we have in the last two And I expect us to fight like we did against the Steelers. This should be a big indication on where we are coaching-wise. The attitude of the players and the way they play is a direct reflection of the coaching staff. If these players don't trust in the staff, they don't trust in the game plan, then let me tell you, folks, it's not about that. People say, well, they're professionals. They should play whatever. They're professionals. They know what works. They know what doesn't work. And when they know it's not going to work and they got a coach tell them it'll work, that doesn't work. And you see the effects of that in our last game. Incidentally, the uh, vicious Vikings went to Green Green Bay and got pummeled. The Packers destroyed the Vikings uh, easily. Uh, Makes me wonder about our coaching staff again. Now, I'm hoping that this game in Tennessee is a game where the super freaks come out. You've seen it happen over the last decade. We're not expected to win, or we maybe, maybe we're even, and all of a sudden the Raiders come out of nowhere and kick somebody's ass. I'm hoping that's our situation in Tennessee we need it we need every win we can get this year honestly we do have a couple a couple of 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 games coming up that are going to be tough the Chiefs are going to be tough I mean I'm even the Chargers I'm not sure of at this point in the season I'm just not sure where I was pretty sure before here but now after three losses well and look who we lost to 
I mean, it's not like we're playing the Patriots every week because, trust me, we couldn't even stand in the same shadow, which is a shame. You know, with all the promise we had three weeks ago, to be sitting here telling you this stuff, to say I'm surprised is an understatement. At least I thought we could fight our way through the rest of the season, fight our way to 8-8, eight and eight, fight our way to the end of the season, fight our way, even if we lost, as long as we fought hard, that would be a, a winning season for this Raider fan. But man, on games like this, and the Vikings, ugh, it's just, <laughs> it's pathetic. The play was pathetic. The play calling was pathetic. It was just such a huge letdown. You know, you think, oh, they'll pull it together now. You know what? Raider Nation, I'm not looking for anything. I hope we get 500. Uh, This is a definite trap game. The trap is, once again, like the Lions, the Tennessee Titans are not a winning team. But uh, let's let's hope that we don't make them look like the Patriots, for crying out loud, when we go into Tennessee and play them. I remember being there with Randy for a game. They beat us 48-6. to Oakland Raiders at Tennessee Titans, September 12, 2010. Final score, Titans 38, Raiders 13. 48-6, and uh, that was ugly. I don't want to see a repeat of that, but trust me, they think they can win, especially now. They smell the blood in the water. Let me tell you, man, the Titans are going to come to beat our ass. And they're not afraid of anything because we don't have anything in us to show that we are a fearable team. So that being said, the Raiders can't come in here acting like they're all that because they're not. They have to go into Tennessee and really do some good fundamental football. Catch the ball. Tackle the guy. Try to force the fumble. I mean, let's get down to the basics again. I mean, if we lose to the Titans, okay, as long as we played the best we could play, as hard as we can play, and did not look like clowns flying around like we saw last game. Man, that was just remnants of the previous 11 years, man. That's hard to watch. That's hard to see. And for a team that's supposed to be on the rise, I don't think so right now, um, we we can't have those kind of games. We can't go backwards. Uh, That's not how contenders contenders continue to improve. You lose. You lose 100% effort. You lose with 100% skill. You lose with your best game, good. If you lose with with buffoonery, literally, uh, that's not good. The coach said it. Uh, The players, you know, looked at it. I mean, you look at the players. Look at the bench. Uh, Everybody was with their head down. I can't stand that attitude. At least like at the Steelers, they were standing up. They were fighting till the end. I can't take that. And if they're not going to play, play hard all the way for 60 minutes, Well, this is what we're going to see for the rest of the year because the effort was definitely lacking and it was a team that we certainly should have beat. Not could have or wanted to, but the Lions, man. (laughs) The, The Detroit Lions knocked the Raiders 
uh, out of a playoff berth or a, a playoff game, I just can't even swallow that. That is just so hard for me to get. And I'm still having a hard time with it. So all we can do is hope for a better team. We hope that these guys come in as super freaks and kick the Titans' ass. we got to get Mariota on the ground several times. I think we might be able to win if that's the case. If we let him throw the ball, well, could be a repeat of last week. I'm hoping not. Uh, let's get out there and do this, Raiders. Let's, uh, let's rise up and not get four losses in a row. That would be ugly, and that is all I have to say about that. Bad of the ball. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Get on the bone line. I know the Raider Nation is hurting after that game. So let's listen to <laughs> what the nation has to say. And from D.C., Raider Carter's in the house. Brother, what is up? Hey, Raider Nation. This is uh, Raider Carter calling in from D.C. I'm sitting there watching this Lions-Raiders game. There's about nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. It's 13-16. Raiders are losing. I don't know what the fuck to say about this fucking game. The first, qu- the first whole half was bullshit. There was no Raiders anything in the entire fucking game. If the Raiders somehow pull this off the next nine minutes, it'll be because the fucking Lions lost it. That's absolutely fucking it. This team has done fucking horrible today. The defense is pathetic. There has been no defense at all whatsoever. They, They showed up a little bit there in the beginning of the second half, but that was it. And then we let fucking... Stafford do his fucking first rushing touchdown of the year on us. Pathetic. I don't know what I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know if they won those first so many games and got high on themselves and lost the shit. I have no clue. This game right here is the worst I've seen yet of, of the whole year. This race right there with the Bengals game. This is the worst. I, I fucking hope our whole defense gets fucking shafted, except for Woodson. I don't even know anymore. Our defense needs to be fucking revamped completely. I, that's probably how bad we sucked. I mean, honestly, that's true. I've been a fan forever. Our offense was so bad that finally this year, this year is honestly the first time we've had a somewhat form of offense. So now it's obviously time to put the fucking magnifying glass in defense and fucking revamp that shit. Fucking pathetic. The refs are doing everything they can to help the lines out. Our fucking pass defense is for sure help out the lines as much as they can. Uh been beside myself the entire game. We we the first half was the worst. Second half we showed up, scored thirteen points. Woohoo! Wow, thirteen points. That's fucking it. So I, I don't think we're gonna win this game. I hope we do. I just don't. But we need a fucking complete overhaul in the defense. This fucking year in the draft, it better be goddamn defense after defensive player. I just want to see defensive stud after defensive stud throughout the entire fucking draft because this is fucking pathetic. I cannot take this fucking defense anymore. The, the second worst fucking pass uh, defense in the league. The first fucking like drive, two quarters. If if the Lions kept that fucking bullshit up, that would Stafford to have over 500 yards easy this game. Uh, the Lions obviously just want to lose this game because they can throw to Johnson all day long and burn us, and I have no clue why they don't. That's the that's the easiest way to beat us. So, oh, uh, no, enough of that. Shout out to Raider Nation. Keep it real. Thank you, Raider Greg. Thank you, Raider Randy, for what you do. 
Very much appreciated. Peace. Well, that seems to be a general consensus from everyone who watched this football game. <laughs> I couldn't even believe it. After that first half, I, I walked around the living room going, what? Who's not in there? What the, what the hell's going on? I, I still don't know. Uh, and I've watched the game three times. It's just a total lack of everything. And that's all I can say. Thanks for the call, brother. And, of course... I like that last rant so much. We're going to let this guy rant on. Go ahead, bro. Let's hear it. Yo, this is Raider Carter calling in from D.C. again. I just want to say, because I've been wanting to rant on this for a minute, Donald Penn is the fucking worst offensive lineman ever. I have he just gave us that fucking safety. He did everything he could and his power to almost goddamn lose this that Chargers game. I can I am so fucking livid. He is the fucking worst. God damn. How fucking hard is it to do your job? What the fuck? A fucking safety? And he fucking like choke slammed this dumb fucker. How fucking stupid can a person be? God, and then that Chargers game, he, we fucking won up too long ago. That dumb fucker, all he did was fucking fight and fight time again. Blew us a fucking touchdown. We're going to kick a fucking stupid field goal. And on top of it, he had another fucking uh, penalty or two. God damn it. We are going to fucking lose this game. How the fucking fuck are we this bad? I, I, I'm so pissed right now. Have no clue. Have no clue what the fuck I'm watching. 13 to 18? Who the fuck is this team? Cooper's had one goddamn catch all day. Fucking 40 fucking drops. Who, who, who is this team? Is it fucking 2004 and no one told me? This is what I'm fucking watching here. Carter knows what the fuck he's doing. Cooper's the fucking dumbass. Murray, Murray's done a fucking run. Who, what the fuck is going on? Well, what did no one decide to show up today? Because the Lions obviously did, and it fucking brought the fucking pain. Jesus fucking Christ. I am so fucking livid. I was so amped about this season. And I don't know what the fucking fuck I'm watching now. This is the kind of shit that makes me wonder why the fuck I like this team. Man, I was so happy that I saw Donald Penn do his, his typical dumb shit. We could put a fucking tub of crap out there, and he would have done so much fucking better. God damn it, I hate that fucker. Donald Penn should be replaced next year. Uh, You don't play smart, bro. Donald Penn has cost us a bunch of yards and penalties, and this was like the icing on top. Please, You mean to tell me he was the only lineman on the line that realized if he held it was a safety? Is he the only guy? Uh, Yeah, I'm not digging Penn right now at all. And the rest of the team is exactly how you describe it. I appreciate the call, brother. I hope you feel better. Sounds like you do. (laughs) And our next caller, the one, the only, Captain Raider from D.C., What's up, brother? First to fight for the right and to build the Raiders' might, and the Raiders keep rolling along. 
Greg, Greg, Ray, Randy, this is the one only Captain Raider calling from our nation's capital. Uh, so the game is two minutes from being finished. Um, we're pretty much done. Uh, I decided to take a little bit of time uh, before I called in again. Um, and I just got to say, um, before the season started, I was super hyped on Ken Norton Jr., but now I, this guy can't coach a lick of defense. Um, I cannot believe that a 2-7 and seven team are making us look foolish. Um, Reggie, Veggie, you need to draft some freaking DBs in the next draft. Um, actually, I don't think you need to draft any offense at all. You need to have a full-on defensive draft from round one to at least round five because the horse shit that you're trying out there right now, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, I can't also give defense problems because Musgrave really shat the bed this game completely. This was fucking horrible. Um, this is what the Lions we're talking about. 2-17, and 17 and we're getting our freaking bells throttled. So, anyway, um, I thought we'd have about eight wins this season. Um, so, you know, looking probably more like a 7-9, and 6-10 win season. But on the team, hopeful. But the way this team is fucking playing, man, like I – I'd be happy with six wins. So, anyway, again, thank you guys for what you do. Rare Nation, again, we're a year or another draft away, so let's uh, keep the faith up. All right, Captain Raider, out. Once again, the coaching, coaching, coaching. That uh, seems to be a common theme. And I don't know about a year from now, but a six, seven win season, let's hope. If they continue to play like the buffoonery that they put on the field here lately, this could be a much longer season than I anticipated. Let's hope that they pull it together and uh, get it together, if you know what I mean. Thanks for the call, brother. And next from North Carolina, my good brother, Rada Rubin, is in the house. What's up, man? Ray, Greg, Ray, Randy, Ray Nation. This is Rubin from North Carolina calling me. Uh, the game just ended against Detroit. Terrible win, ter- terrible loss. Um, our offense is, is looking worse than before. Got no running backs that that one want to lay the wood on on the linebackers and safeties. You know, after first contact, they're going down. Murray doesn't. He shies away from contact after that concussion. He's turning soft. Um, we got no viable uh, uh, second string running back that could come in. And, and you know, give them a breather, and a play calling on offense. What in the hell is Musgrave doing? He's looking like take a dirt nap offense out there. You know, we scored all those points in Pittsburgh, and it seems like that uh, we don't have any points points left to to give or or to to, to score anymore. I just I don't know what happened. It's like we lost all our juice and mojo in Pittsburgh, and and. Man, this this is a game that we should have won. Oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. The real needs to pull his head out of his ass and get in the coach's ass and and demand changes and you know fire up his coaches and get those uh, get those coaches those position coaches to get those players ready for for the games every week. Well, on to the next one later. Well, thank you for the call, brother. Yes, the 2-7 and seven Lions manhandled the Raiders 
It's plain and simple. Tough to watch, I know, brother. Thanks for the call, man. And from the desert, the desert raider, Raider Sid, candid as he can be. I love it. What's up, bro? What up, Raider Nation? It's Raider, Raider Sid, the desert raider. We motherfucking suck. That's all I got to say. We fucking suck. And for all you motherfuckers who were screaming and yelling playoffs three, four weeks ago, I bet you feel like motherfucking fools now. Couldn't keep your motherfucking mouth shut, could you? Fuck. God damn it. We suck on offense. We suck on fucking defense. We fucking suck coaching. Fuck. Rookies playing like fucking rookies, basically. Free agents fucking look old. Stupid mistakes. Uninspired play. We motherfucking suck. We will be fucking lucky to get 8-8. Eight eight. I don't think we're going to be going 4-2. and two. So, it is what it is. Go Raiders. Back to the motherfucking drawing board. Fuck. Later. I'm out of here. This is fucking bullshit. There's not much I can say about your call, man, but you're pretty much right on the money. That's how we all feel. Uh, yeah, I was thinking we could hit the playoffs. I was thinking if we kept that stride up, that pace, that talent, those tackling, those passes, I thought we could do it. The run game, uh, not to be done because we're undone right now, bro. Thanks for the call. And next from Bellingham, Washington, my very good brother, the 360 Raider. He's been to the house. What's up, brother? Happy Thanksgiving, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, the rest of the Raider Nation, the 360 Raider, checking in from Bellingham, Washington. It was awesome to meet you back at the Jets game, man. It was like uh, it was like meeting like Elvis or Mickey Mantle or something. It was it was beyond me. It was beyond me to shout out the Raider Nation at that game. Uh, a lot of you know, meeting a lot of folks that call into this to this show as well as uh, the rest of the celebrity Raiders. With that aside, let's talk shop. Uh, just finished watching the Detroit game. I uh, was now, at this point, dropped three in a row. Uh, heartbreaker to Pittsburgh. Uh, got manhandled by, by uh, Minnesota, a very good football team. And we made a really shitty Detroit football team look really good. Don't know what's going on. Looks like the offense has gone a little flat. Uh, Cooper's a non-factor in any of these games. Got to get the ball to him. You know, when I looked after the uh, I looked after the Pittsburgh game, I was like, shit, man. These are uh, the next four. They were uh, they were Minnesota, Detroit, uh, Minnesota, Detroit, and Tennessee and Kansas City. I thought we could pull this thing together and go 4-0 the next four, but here we are. We're 0-2 uh, from that Pittsburgh game. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know anymore. I don't know what Raider team shows up. But they're, they're like they're back to the old Jekyll and Hyde days where you got a team that, you know, they they look brilliant. They beat the shit out of the opponent. And, uh, you know, and then the next week you got this team that just fucking lays down and 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 – you know, takes up the ass from 
from the opposition. So, you know, I really hope that we're not regressing. I don't think we're regressing. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna panic that way. But, um, you know, I think we're still a couple pieces away. Looking at the rest of the year, you know, I, I hope that we haven't tapped out our limit. That, you know, I hope that we're better than a five, the, you know, the, than the five-win team that we are right now. Uh, you know, my my hope is, you know, let's let's bring this thing in 500 football at the end of the year and see what happens next year. I think next year is the year that, you know, we start we start kicking ass and taking names. You look at the rest of the division, the division's digressed. Denver fucking sucks. Uh, you know, I don't care that they pulled it out against the Bears. Uh, they still fucking suck. Fuck Denver. Kansas City looks shitty as usual. And, uh, you know, San Diego, San Diego's gone two steps back. So I think next year is going to be the year for us. Well, I wish the uh, Raider Nation a happy holiday season, happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas. Be good individuals. Treat everybody good. And if you got a chance, Get your ass out to Oakland. Uh, we our, our days could be numbered there, folks. Uh, the Coliseum uh, Coliseum days could be numbered for us. So if you got the means to do it, get your ass out to a seat, man. Go check out the Raider Nation. Check out the Raider. 360 Raider, and I am out. First of all, great description of what it's like there at our tailgate. We have a great time. You had a great time. I remember we had a blast on that game and – we won. Great take on the team and where we're going in the future. It is very much like the Jekyll and Hyde team we've had in the past. Tough to take. Uh, we, we're going to be tough to get some wins out of this team if they keep playing this way. We shall see, though. We got the Tennessee Titans, and that is no guarantee, bro. Thanks for the call and the support, my man. Our next caller is Raider Keith. With a K. I called him Chief last week. I was wrong. Sorry, brother. From Sonora, what's going on? Vader Greg, this is Vader Keith from Sonora. I got uh, Vader Chief last week, but it's Keith, K-E-I-T-H. Um, just watched them lose to the Lions, a 2-17 and team that tried giving the Raiders the game. You know, the Raiders didn't even show up in the first half, and this Jack Del Rio coach, you know, I'm not sure about his, you know, play calling or his scheme or, you know, slow the lines down the first half. Maybe you could slow them down and call a timeout here and there. No, they save all three timeouts like he's going to get them in the second half. And then he wastes, well, he didn't have to waste the first one. That was on Derek Carr. They didn't want the five-yard flag and the delay of game. So they call a timeout. Then he uses another one three or four minutes later. He got one timeout the rest of the game. They don't. Just not real smart. It's it's getting even more frustrating. It's really frustrating to lose to a two and seventeen. And then I hear Bill Romanowski saying that Detroit is a hard place to play. That place was a half full. It was empty. Blue seats everywhere. And just I think we got ahead of ourselves with this whole Derek Carr thing and the running backs and the wide receiver Cooper drops more passes than anyone. I mean, it's I'm not saying DHD status because he has caught some balls and he's made some plays. DHB never did that, but he drops balls that are right on the eight and the nine, and it's getting bad. Just wanted to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving. Have a good week. Hopefully the Raiders can pull one out next week in Tennessee, but I'm not holding my breath. Peace out, y'all. Well, there's not much more I can add 
to that, my man. Thank you for the call, brother. Our next caller from deep in the valley, Raider Nate is in the house. What you got, man? This is Raider Nate from deep up in the valley. Man, I've been a long-time listener, first-time caller. Finally, it's a bad moment right now. Basically, playoffs are done. So where do we go from here? Man, Derek Carr, what happened? What happened to our high-powered offense? Cooper, uh, dropping passes, I don't know why I get this feeling. I just feel like every time he sees the ball coming his way, he thinks he's going to get hit, and I, I think he's just a little shooken up. I don't know what's going on with Cooper. Crabtree's reliable as usual. But the defense, I mean, they finally took Hayden out. It looked like it. I mean, we got Kerry and Emerson. I mean, I don't know what to think right now, man. Hey, been listening to the podcast since back in the day. Big time fan. I thought this was our year. I thought next year was our year, but I think we're still two steps away. But we got to work the draft, build the defense, get another running back at depth, and hope for the best. This is Raider Nate. I'm out after a tough loss. I'm still swimming with Raiders. One thing I forgot to mention, did the fucking Raiders breathe their balls? In Pittsburgh? I don't know. That's what it seems like. Let me know where the nation. Go Raiders. I'm out. Well, that's a good question. I wonder if they did leave him at Pittsburgh, because it sure looks like it. Um, and, yeah, we could add some pieces here and there, some players, uh, some more talent. But the coaching staff actually needs to be a lot better. I mean, it's not always the players uh, you can see what happened in San Francisco. One coach, boom, they're to the Super Bowl. So it's a, a lot of it is coaching, too. We have a lot of pieces we got to get straight here, and we got to get them straight in a hurry, if you know what I mean. Thanks for the call, brother. Our next caller, my good brother, the Nebraska Raiders in the house. He has to vent. What's up, bro? Yo. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, this is Nebraska Raider calling in. And, man, that was a fucked-up, shitty-ass fucking game right there. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say the F-bomb as much as, uh, as much as my guy on the last podcast, but son of a bitch, Musgrave sucks. And if he's not out by the end of this damn during the off season, if he's not fired during this off season, I, I'm gonna go fucking ballistic because his play calling is so fucking conservative. It's bullshit. Okay, so you, you prime example, last three losses, but expe- especially on this game. Okay, so the first the first half of the game, nothing but conservative play calling. Guess what that guess what that shows. Zero fucking points. I mean, y'all saw it. What do they do? First play of the second quarter, or, or, or the second half, they come out and bomb it down the field. Holy shit, the guy caught it. Look at that. Hey, guess what? We can stretch the fucking field. Then what do they do? Fucking two fucking running plays. Oh, kick a fucking field goal. Oh, 
do that. Oh yeah, okay. Well, fucking conservative. That's what. That's you know. We we don't like whipping it out and fucking slapping the bitch with it. We just want to fucking play conservative bullshit. I'm sick and tired of this shit. And 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 and, and I kind of had an inkling on how this offense was going to be before uh, the season started because one of my good friends. He's a uh, Vikings fan, and they obviously they had uh, they had Christian Ponder and Bo Musgrave as their quarterback, um, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, and uh, uh, he he was telling me, man, y'all y'all got Musgrave. Oh, okay, well, uh, this guy took like three years to figure out how to use Percy Harving in our offense, so uh, the guy's gonna be a piece of shit. Well, he he is a piece of shit, and he's showing it here. He's fucking conservative bullshit. The the only reason that our offense has had the success that it has had is because of the talent on it. This talent, the talent on this offense is two to three times that of what was on the Vikings roster two to three years ago, two, three, four years ago when he was there. Okay. So it's fucking ridiculous. And his offensive play calling is that of his personality. His personality is lame. His play calling is lame. He's a fucking douche, and I want this cocksucking son of a bitch off the damn roster. And if y'all don't hear this, that's cool with me. I'm speaking my piece. I'm fucking pissed. This is this is ridiculous. We have a more talented team than this, and I, I, fuck it, man. Oh, God. Oh, fuck the Broncos, too. And uh, yeah, I'll be watching that uh, Kansas City-San Diego game later on today. But, uh, man, the fucking Detroit Lions. Are you kidding me? Fucking ridiculous. Anyway, Raider Nation, Red Greg, Red Randy, love what you guys do. Y'all keep it up. And uh, you already know I got my tics, tickets to go down to uh, Kansas City this year, and I'll be representing down there. So um, uh, I'll call back later in the year, and uh, you know, hopefully next game, and we got to win against fucking Tennessee Titans. If we don't beat those motherfuckers, then seriously. But uh, all right, guys, love y'all, and uh, Raider Nation. Take it easy. I'm out. Well, I have to agree with the muskrat love that you're laying out for this guy. Uh, coaching is an issue with this team. We have some talented players. I just, I don't know, man. I can't tell you. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it because there's so much going wrong all at the same time. So let's just, we have to just wait till the season's over and see what we do. I hate it when it gets to be like this. And our next caller is Kansas Raider. What's going on, brother? Hey, Raider Nation. This is Kansas Raider coming at you. Well, I didn't get to watch the game today. My son had a football game. So, you know, like a good father I am, I'd rather watch him. Even though I was, you know, on the sideline watching the Raiders on the NFL Network. Well... As you all know, we lost the game. Man, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. But I feel like it was kind of expected, man. It's like that um, ex-girlfriend that you see for the first time with another man. You know that feeling? Yes, it sucks. It hurts. You expect it, but it is what it is. That's how I feel right now. We came out there. I kind of expected us to lose this game. We're not just there quite. We got some work to do. Next year, we just need to go ahead and figure out what our problem is. Straight up, our running game sucks. 
it, it sucks worse than my vacuum cleaner trying to pick up any fucking thing in this house, which it doesn't. We need a damn running back. What I don't understand is we let freaking Greg Hardy play NFL. We let Pac-Man Jones fucking dumbass play football. We let all these motherfuckers that are violent, that are negative, play this game. But Ray Rice made one fucking mistake and he's not in here. Michael Vick is even playing. Ray Rice needs to be playing football somewhere. I would like to have him at the Raiders. I think he would have been a legit player for us. But, you know, it's whatever. We got to figure out something. I look up the stats. Our stats weren't good. Offense looked terrible. Defense is shit. I don't even want to talk about defense. I'm a defense coach. And I swear to God, I think I can do what Ken Norton is doing. I like him. He's a motivator. I like Ken Norton. But I promise you, I can do Ken Norton's job right now. Man, it's just, this This is a hard pill to swallow. I hate fucking losing. I hate fucking losing to the Lions. My little brother is a Lions fan. And this little punk ass dude calls me up. Oh, we won. We kicked your ass. Yeah. Congratulations. Merry Christmas. I'm not buying you a fucking thing for Christmas this year. I promise you that. Well, Raider Nation, keep your heads up. It's going to be a long, long year. There's nothing but up elevation for us. I do believe that. I think we're going to be a better team when it's all said and done at the end of the season. I thought we would make the playoffs, but I'm kind of don't think we're going to get there this year. But next year, I, will, I promise you, we are going to the playoffs. Like they say, that fat girl trying to play dodgeball. I'm out. Well, first, I'm sure your son's game was far superior to that professional football game, if you want to call it, that the Raiders put on. You know, I I enjoy my children's uh, sports way more than professional sports. You have to as a father. You guys know what I'm saying. But uh, it does rip your heart out when your team lays a big fat egg like the Raiders did. Um, Just when you were getting away from your friends calling the Raiders a joke, the joke is back. Uh, that's pathetic, man. These guys got to lift up some pride from someplace. I hope next year we'll see. Uh, we got some season left, so I hope it's not an embarrassment the rest of the year. That would be brutal. Let's just hope that doesn't happen. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller is Raider DJ. What's going on, DJ? Raider Greg. This is Raider DJ calling in again. Another Sunday, another disappointment. I don't know what to say too much about this game. It was just as pivotal, if not more pivotal, than last week's game. And yet again, we come out flat on our ass. What's the deal? It falls on the coaching staff, in my opinion. If you come out like that two games in a row and two huge games in a row and this is what happens, I, I'm just baffled. I'm baffled. And this is honestly the first game since Cincinnati where I really have to put my pointer finger on the coaching staff. Ken Norton Jr., 11 weeks in, you have Curtis 
slower than molasses Lofton at middle linebacker trying to cover somebody like Amir Abdullah coming out of the backfield. You're going to lose every single time. You should know this by now. It's week 11. It's just frustrating, frustrating day. Carr looked under pressure the second Rodney Hudson went out. Donald Penn getting whooped by a young stud in Ziggy Ansa. Uh, I, I don't know what to say about that. Probably Penn's worst game in black and silver. Uh, Cooper now has the worst drop ratio in the NFL. Um, again, I don't know what to chalk that up as. I want to say it's rookie mistakes, but my eyes and brain tell me that he gets popped and he gets a little fickle, doesn't really want to have any more contact and kind of shies away to the back seat for the rest of the game. I don't know. Maybe it's just me seeing that. Um, we continue to give Olawale touches over players like Latavius and Marcel Reese. I kept talking shit about him all season, but, I mean, Olawale's kind of producing. I don't get it. He is, but I still think we got to get two, eight more touches again. I, I'm frustrated, Greg. I know you can hear it in my voice. I know you can hear what's going on. Um, quick note, a few positives that I saw from the game. Uh, Khalil Mack looking like a stud. People were talking shit on Khalil Mack about his injury. He looked like a boss today. David Emerson played really well. Uh Dan Williams, Justin Ellis continuing to do their thing. Danico Autry continuing to do his thing. Four sacks on the front. Uh, I have no good things to say about the offense, to be completely honest. Crabtree, that's it, Crabtree. People are going to bitch him up about Jack Del Rio not challenging that catch. Honestly, yeah, he should have. Yeah, he could have. But was that reason why we lost? No, it wasn't. So, with that being said, Rita Greg. We're four and six. I don't think anybody realistically in the beginning of the season would have said this team is for sure going to make the playoffs. So we got a little excited early on after week seven, but um, the fact of the matter is this team was seven and nine, maybe eight and eight coming into the season. And I don't even know if eight and eight is going to happen at this point. Hopefully seven and nine. I mean, I don't know, but I'm still going to ride with the black and silver to the death. I'm hearing things in L.A. are getting held up a bit. That's good. Hopefully we get another season in the city of Oakland. And go Raiders, man. That's all I got. Great call, my friend. And, you know, I'm glad you reminded me about Curtis Lofton. That was one of the things I saw early. I didn't say it in my show here, but let me let me say it now. He is not a middle linebacker. He is so slow. He's not only slow to the ball, but it looks like he's afraid to make a freaking tackle. He's late to the tackle. I don't know what he's doing, but I know this. He's playing like crap. We got to find someone else to put in the middle. I don't care who it is. I wish Neuron Ball would get back here. He can cover guys. I don't know, man. It's a mess. We just have to wait it out till the end of the season. Let's hope we pull up a couple of wins. Uh, I'm, all, I'm all about the coaching. I, I think the coaches definitely need an ass chewing. Thanks for the call, brother. And next from beautiful San Diego, first time caller Raider Dan is in the house. What's going on, my good brother? First time caller. I uh, love the podcast. Very, great, great job, uh, uh, Raider Dan here from San Diego. 
Um, before I get into the ugly, I really want to talk about Khalil Mack. Um, Khalil Mack is, is the just prime defensive player, I think. One of the best defensive players in the, in the league when he has his hand off the ground, let him stand up. Uh, he makes plays. He's at the ball at every play. Uh, just incredible. I, I hope they stop with the bullshit and stop trying to put his hand in the ground because he's incredible. Um, anyways, that's the only positive I got from from Detroit. I want to talk about the shitty stuff real quick because I think we blew it in a major way. Um, I think this game was definitive for, for what they're trying to do, um, for the project they're trying to build, uh, for the rebuilding process. I think this game was pivotal. You were a favorite on the road for the first time in a very long time. You had your favorite. You had everything going for you. You lost a pretty tight game uh, to Pittsburgh two weeks ago. You had it. You lost to Minnesota. Uh, tough defense there, Minnesota. But this was the game to prove to your fans, to Raider Nation, that, that this is serious. This thing is being turned around. And you go out and your offense, no one shows up the first half. And and they blew it. And, and I think I think this this is the 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 game that that defines the season. It has to define the season. Um, they they've got we've got the Packers, we got uh, the Broncos, Chiefs, San Diego again. Phil Rivers can always do damage. I mean, this is really the game to turn it around. There was no reason to come out like that. And and they blew it on on every side on all sides on the sides of the ball, both sides of the ball. Amari Cooper, I don't know what happened. Uh, drop passes, Michael Crabtree dropped passes, uh, Carl was off. Uh, the line looked ridiculous. Uh, Latavius running in the back of his own lineman, uh, getting blown up for stupid three, four yards every time. I mean, uh, the guy's running too high. Everyone just looked terrible. I, I will say, though, uh, David Amerson, uh, I, I like him a lot. Amerson played up a bit. Uh, DJ Hayden, I'm sorry. I, I like sticking with our guys, guys that we draft, but uh, for DJ Hayden, he, he needs to take a take a rest. We need to figure something out with him. Maybe bring TJ Carey back to playing corner and and having DJ be a second corner. Uh, Emerson as well. Um, everyone else looked like shit. Um, that's about it. Uh, Derek looked like shit the first half. Uh, he was putting it a little. He was putting it together. A little better in the second half. Um, anyways, that's it, Raider Nation. This is our team. Um, this is what we have to bank on for the last six games of the season. Um, I hope they make it worth it. Play for something. I don't know. Anyways, thanks. Talk to you guys soon. I have to agree. Emerson was, was a stud, too. Um, I don't know what to do with Hayden. I'm... <laughs> Put him at middle linebacker, see if he survives there. I don't know. Maybe that's a better place for him. I do know this, that uh, we should just chill right now, not have any expectations on what we're going to do from the rest of the season and just see what happens because that's all we can do, brother. Appreciate the call, man. Well, here he comes. You know him. You love him. I don't know. Maybe you hate him. I love him. This is... Money Man has spoken. Raider. What is going on, my man? 
Yeah, it's Money Man is Spoken. Seven to nineteen sucks. I know Derek Carr had a terrible game. 
but he isn't the whole team, and he has shown that he is our quarterback. And he can play better, and he's young, and he's just starting. But you had to go there with Terrell freaking Pryor, bro. Really? I mean, that's just as bad as – it's worse, actually, than talking about Carson Palmer. At least Palmer's win. <laughs> Listen, man, Terrell Pryor, whatever he's doing, stay there. Uh, if we're going to get another quarterback, it's got to come out of the draft, somebody fresh, somebody good. But I think Carr's the man. He'll still be the man. He's got to put a, we got to put a team around him, a little better offensive line and a better running back, and this kid will be fine. Uh, I'm not <laughs> – the game sucked, but he and he didn't play very well either. But he's our quarterback, brother. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, please don't bring back Pryor. Please, let's just not even hear his name again. Please. <laughs> oh, gosh. Now, our last caller is definitely not the least caller ever. We have on the line here the Prez from the R-N-O-N. That's the Raider Nation of Nashville. This is the Prez of Raider Nation of Memphis, representing that Memphis 10, R-N-O-N. Let me tell you, I've been to a game there. Randy and I went there, and it is an epic place to see a game. Uh, These people party down. They bring it. Uh, Great Raider Nation presence there in Nashville. Check it out if you're going. Hook up with this club because, uh, let me tell you, they know how to get it done. We were there when they got it. We, We got beat. But let me tell you, the party was off the chain. We had a great time. We got Thomas Cope of the Smoky Mountain Raiders Boosters. Nashville is next. I repeat, Nashville is next. Raiders. Raider Greg and Raider Randy, happy early Thanksgiving to you. And happy Thanksgiving early to all the Raider Nation. Yeah, man, what can we say? We got the wind sucked out of us. But I told you guys earlier this year that it was going to be a rebuild season. And I know everybody's tired of hearing that shit, man. I am too, but it is what it is. Christ, we were not going to go to the heavens, not just yet. The secondary, we already know, was a suspect. We already knew that we had problems. All those goddamn linebackers, man, I would thought we probably had, like, Bruce Almighty fucking um, Lawrence Taylor's Incorporated or something like that, man, just killing the run and killing everybody. All those damn linebackers, I guess they didn't go out so well, too. But they beat up, man. They burnt. They're trying. You know, we got a bum deal with the Alden Smiths. I don't even want to get into that stuff right there. I mean, it's funny. Everybody else can do anything imaginable. And everything, whatever, and they get a second and third chance, but the Raiders do one fucked up thing, you know, they lay the hammer on them. But hey, it is what it is. We can't just rely on one or two people. And I want to say something also, too. I'm going to make this quick as possible because I also want to do like a little promo with the Red Nation if they want to come out to Nashville. Cool, my man. Dude, um, did that hit shake you or something, bro? Is your confidence going down? I mean, bro, uh, get your shit together, man. I mean, we know you're better than that. Welcome to the NFL, bro. You're going to get your ass busted. 
And maybe it might just be a mental thing. I mean, I don't have to deal with the pressure that this guy got to deal with or anybody else for that matter. We're just fans on the outside, you know, looking in, saying what we can do and all this stuff like that. But that's something that's going on with that kid, man. I mean, you know, maybe it is what it is. And Hayden, man, dude, just fucking pack your shit and just leave, man, immediately. I don't give a damn if it's a fan's personal people who know this guy. Yeah, I know he's cool and he had to overcome. Man, skip that. Just go, dude. Just go. As a matter of fact, we already know what we should do in the damn draft and free agency. Cornerbacks, a durable running back, a good free agency, man, and we got something. Because we're not losing bad. We're almost there. And last I want to say, RNOM is in Nashville. We're going to throw down. We dubbed it the throw down. Just come and party. You paid your tickets for those that's coming to Nashville. We'll give you a good-ass time. We'll be the Coyote Ugly downtown that Friday, that Saturday uh, morning. We'll do lunch at the Hard Rock Cafe, and then later on at the Millennium Hall, we'll party our asses off. Because it's shits and giggles right now, ladies and gentlemen. It's shits and giggles right now. There might be a uh, chance, but a small chance. And I'm not holding my breath on it. And it pains me, Raider Gray. I know you got passion, and you hate it about as much as we do, man. But it is what it is. I predict next year. Next year. I knew all along that secondary wasn't going to hold up. I just knew it. I just knew it. But, hey, oh, and one more thing. God damn it, Derrick Carr, man. Please stop throwing those damn interceptions in the red zone. Anytime when we got to come from behind and that ball's in that kid's hand, and he tries. I'm not downing him from a long shot. He tries. But I already kind of know the outcome's going to be a pick. Work on your tangibles, brother, on all season. You're getting there. You got something. I believe in the Raiders. I love the Raiders. Raider Nation, we got to stick together. Stop all this damn bickering and all this stuff. It is what it is. And I know I'll probably say it my two or three minutes. God bless you. It's been a long time. Thank you, Raider Greg. Thank you, Raider Randy. I have a happy holidays. And I will see those who's coming downtown in Nashville. We're going to party our ass off. Later. If you're going, hook up with these folks, man, because they are real and they are real silver and black. Thanks for the call, brother. Thanks for the props. Happy holidays to you, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, blessings to you and your family, my brother. And hopefully, hopefully, the Raiders will play. Hopefully, the Raiders will play there in Tennessee and they'll play much better than they have been. I hope. We hope. Thank you for the call. Always the respect, my man. Well, that's it for the Raider Nation podcast. You know, just when I thought that I was going to have to change my ways and start figuring out how to <laughs> how to call winning games and changing the attitude and lifting things up a little bit. And here we go, right back where we've been. I'm not digging it. I like this. I was feeling good about the positive attitude, positive ways, and the wins. But like everyone says, it's always a test, and this test uh, we're just a little bit short. we got a lot of football yet this season. Let's see what happens. Let's see where we go. Uh, we know our players. We know our coaches. Uh, we, we'll see if they can improve and challenge in these last games of the year and see where we end up because we have some building to do. Uh, let's just hope that we can find the players that can play, keep them here, and find some better talent out there in the football world because we need it. Uh, thank you again, man. You guys are listening to the show. We love it. We love that you listen. 
And uh, we love the props, certainly. Randy and I enjoy the Raider Nation greatly. Whenever we travel, it is so much fun. Remember, get, get your ass in a seat in Oakland if you can. It's a great party. You that All that have come know what I'm saying. Uh, so let's just hope that the Tennessee Titans uh, lay down for the Raiders. I don't know, man. Mariota could be hot and cold. So we'll see who shows up. The hope, hopefully the Super Freaks. We shall see on Sunday. Raider Nation, happy Thanksgiving. Be thankful for what we do have. Be thankful for the wins that we do have. Uh, and let's just have some great time, great friends, and great food. God bless you all. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. Oh.